0: Well, welcome. What we want to talk about this week is realistic timeframes. Now, I'm certain that um, you know, for every couple that's ever sat down and looked at um, success uh, for a plan of action, whether it be a, a five-year goal or a two-year goal or a one-year goal, um, there's always going to be that person that's going to be supportive of that goal or not supportive of that goal and so the greatest challenge that i've found in, um, in in this area working as a couple is definitely one person tends mostly to be the optimistic one and one person tends to be the grounder or the the uh... the more realistic as we like to say the more realistic and so um, i think it's important to address the differences between those two um, people and certainly to understand that um, you know this can create a, so much more harmony when we actually understand the differences between each other and why it is important in your relationship and in your partnership um, to move forward that each person plays their role um, the way that is in their strength as opposed to trying to um, to be the other person's strength. And so for me, certainly, you know, the story began when at, you know, 22, I really decided, you know, I, I could have a good shot at life. I, um, I had been mentored by a very, very successful gentleman, and he had instilled a belief in me that, you know, I could achieve whatever it was that I wanted. I could control my life. I certainly um, had the ability to think for myself. And, you know, to me, I think that is a huge asset. Um... If you don't spend time together really stretching each other's um, thinking capacity, then I would add that into your weekly routine. And so have a discussion once a week, for example, that is on more um, topics that are really going to challenge you around your thinking. And so, you know, for me, it was always about um, stretching as fast as I could, as far as I could. And so naturally, when I was to marry, I was going to pick somebody who um, was very, very realistic in in their goal setting, perhaps challenged a little bit in that area as to knowing what it was that they wanted to achieve. And so whenever we would sit down um, for our coaching or, you know, for any kind of counselling sessions with mentors, um, what we would find is that, um, you know, there'd be a whole bunch of frustration walking away from those sessions. And so, you know, I think that that creates a little bit of chaos within the relationship. It certainly slows down the momentum. But if you don't have those sessions, then you're never able to bring up the emotions to deal with them. And if you're going to sessions alone, then you tend to grow apart. And so where's the win-win in there? That was the biggest challenge that I faced. Probably five years of of turning up to um, mentoring sessions or coaching sessions as a couple and walking away more frustrated with less clarity than when I walked in. And so, you know, we had to get it together. And I think that, um, you know, part of getting it together is allowing each of us to set our own goals and our own timeframes and then not criticising the other person for those goals and timeframes, but it actually encouraging and starting to have a lot more belief. Um, of what is possible, as opposed to what's not possible, and so the easiest way that um, we found to actually work this strategy was to flip around the um, the rewards for the result. And so I always do my goals in lots of two years. I find that, you know, to think further than two years is a little bit challenging for me. And so even I break that down to 100 weeks. And what I want you to do is, you know, straight away think about what result. Um, are you getting at this present moment? So have a think of what age you are, what is your um, net worth, how much are you saving per month as a couple, Um, what's your current debt, Um, how many hours per week actively are you working and how much passive income are you making per month. And then what you do is you just draw um, a line down the page, and you then do a snapshot for a hundred weeks from now. So in two years from now, how old will you be? You know, how much uh, net worth have you got? How many hours actively are you working? Um, how much money are you saving every single month? And then you actually um, have a game plan that gives you eight quarters in which to achieve that goal. And when we break it down like that and we start to realize how um, incredibly quick one quarter goes, if you think of the bass that's just been and then there's another one coming, um, every single quarter seems to fly by. So, you know, you probably would need to be starting to think realistically of achieving 10 things each quarter. And for me, 10 things that are written down that I want to achieve that are action-stepped based they might take five actions to get, you know, that goal achieved, which gives me 50 days of a 90-day period, then that's, that's about realistic. Okay, so people that are trying to achieve less than that, I think are getting cluttered, all right? So just um, basically working on the urgent instead of the important. And people that are doing more than that are gonna be buzzing so quickly and growing so incredibly that the foundations may crack. And they might be the foundations of health, they might be the foundations in the relationship, there might be foundations for family or friends or socially or personal development or whatever it is, but it's really important to get a rhythm to what it is that you're doing. And certainly if you're supporting your spouse to success, then it's really important that you're aligned with those 10 things because they are the action steps that um, you might be able to contribute. To be able to help with achieving those goals, and I've found that every couple that comes up with a with a solid 90-day plan, they might be able to have the same 10 goals, but the five action steps are completely different for each individual. And that's when we find that there's real synergy, and it becomes very realistic that the results can be achieved quite quickly. And so, let's say, for example, that um, you know, one goal is to have um, two new. Um, A type business clients in the next 90 days and so the action steps for the person that's driving the business might be to develop a um, 10 by 10 lead strategy, test and measure that strategy, get some info kits, um, produce some flyers and deliver the flyers. Now for the person that's supporting, it might be to um, source a list of A clients from uh, from the database, from Yellow Pages. Uh, It might be to um, put on um, two dinner parties for uh, referral based clients. It might be to um, send out a welcome pack or uh, you know contribute in a different way. Um, And so you get the idea is like we're getting to the same goal but we're getting there up different routes in the mountain and so the critical thing when we're starting to work together as a couple and we're setting realistic time frames is that the idea of setting a goal is really just to draw the line in the sand to see how we react and we respond around the goal because that is when any psychological stress is going to to crop up and so the more that you do this cycle and what i found in our 100 weeks to success program is that now when i set a goal kent doesn't even flinch in the beginning he would be worried for me he'd be stressed for me he'd be um you know trying to calculate how far off i'd be he'd halve it in his mind and then he'd tell me when i when i didn't achieve it that he'd halved it in his mind and so you know that would create pressure there as well but we're just different okay so i think that you know the the key thing there is also to accept yourself so firstly you need to accept yourself for me if i don't shoot for massive goals major goals i probably wouldn't get the motivation up to do anything Um, Whereas I have plenty of business owners, very, very conservative, that would prefer to say that I just want to achieve this one thing, and then if I achieve anything more, then that's a bonus. Now, both people need to come further into the middle, okay? as opposed to changing um, or swapping. I think it's just more important that um, for each quarter, you want to test and measure and make sure that you're achieving about 70% of your plan. So seven of your ten goals will have been achieved. One may no longer be even relevant. One just couldn't come off because of a time frame, and maybe one you've just you know changed your mind altogether, and it's not even anything that you want to do anymore. And so when you start looking at your goals and you realise, well, we've only achieved four out of ten. Great. So next quarter we want to get to six out of ten. You might then um, achieve all of the ten, but you've done that in day forty-nine. Okay. So then you've not set the goal. Um, far enough, you haven't stretched yourself far enough. So some of the tactics are really just testing and measuring and sharing the goals, putting them everywhere. So I have a set of goals that are in my diary. I have a set of goals then up on my wall near the computer. I have those goals, um, you know, close to my bed. Um, So I'm reviewing them all of the time. If I'm at a traffic light, I might open up my diary and take out the goals and think, okay, what phone call could I make? What one step could I do to get me a little bit closer Um, you know, towards my 90-day goal. And so, therefore, when you're accountable to each other, which might be weekly, and you sit down and and, um, have highlighted off what you've achieved of your 90-day goal, then there's the opportunity to support each other, to say, well done, that's fantastic, so what should we focus on this week? And as soon as we started to get aligned in that sense, where we thought, okay, if we could achieve, you know, three or four steps in a day, that um, at the beginning of each quarter, then it's inevitable that there's going to be an obstacle somewhere in that 90 days. Okay? So expect it. Don't be surprised when an obstacle crops up. Just think, wow, aren't we lucky that we did 3 or 4 things for the first couple of days to get ahead of our 90 day plan. And the faster you get momentum straight out of writing your, your goals for the quarter, then um, what you'll find is you're more enthused at the end to have a big last you know, go at achieving as much as you can. So I generally find that the first three weeks of the quarter and the final three weeks of the quarter are the most productive. The rest of the time is then spent kind of putting out fires, um, doing things that are cropping up at, at that time. And so you know, part of setting realistic goals is to make sure that the action steps are absolutely clear and so they can be done in succession. So let's say for example that you haven't put in your tax for the previous year. So the goal is to um, receive your tax refund, for an example. Okay, so that's the goal. So we see right through the activity to what's the result. You might even put um, invest tax refund in a managed fund. So the goal is actually what are you gonna do with the money when you get the refund? That could be an example. So action step number one, is to compile all of your books. Action step number two is to make an appointment with the accountant. Action step number three is to be able to deliver to the accountant. Action step number four, (laughs) okay? So it's very, very simple that you say, right, well, I can't do it all today, but I can start compiling all of the books, all right? That is one step. So then for the week, when you have a look at your 90 day plan, and then you do your to-do list, you should always be referring back to the major piece of the jigsaw puzzle which is the 90 day plan that then is a major piece to that two year goal. Okay so eight quarters remember Q1 Q3 4 5 6 7 and 8. So out of those major goals that you'll want to achieve in in two years time what are the tiny steps and what are the milestones that you'll need to have achieved um, within 12 months. Okay and you should be a little less than halfway. Um, So that's how you make it more realistic and as you talk it out and you get somebody else to have a listen to what your goals are, generally what you'll find is if they're unrealistic it will make perfect sense as you're explaining it to somebody else and they're asking a really simple question. Okay, what are some of the questions that we encourage when you're supporting somebody who's doing a goal? um first the first question we always ask is wow that's so exciting why why will that matter to you because if you can link it or anchor it to something that's that's fantastic so if you would like to have a net worth of two million dollars why is that important to you why is two million important and get clarity on each of your goals as to the reason behind them okay because if you know that having a net worth of two million dollars will allow you to take a two-month vacation in a camper van around America, well, then that is how you'd link the why for that goal. So each quarter, then, what you would reward yourself when you've invested X amount is to put aside that you know $1,000 a quarter um, to be able to achieve in eight quarters $8,000 for your two-month trip. Okay, so that would be an example of how you could link it um, to the end goal. So, you know, just to get really, really clear, we can't support somebody until we have that clarity because otherwise, if we're stopping and starting, so let's say we're the type of person who sets a goal and then halfway through the quarter, we change all of our goals and then we justify to everybody why we've changed the goal. All right, so the challenge can happen is if that happens for, um, let's say, four or five quarters in a row it's very very difficult to get supporters okay because you haven't built the trust that you need to be supported okay and i would often um ask for for kent and say look what what will it take for you to support me in this goal because i can feel it it's it's you know if he's disinterested in a goal there's there's no trust there and so it might be as simple as him saying well every single day i want to know that you're doing this this and this Okay, to be accountable because I think that goal is unrealistic. Now some people work very well with that energy on one of them. If I've set myself a major goal and somebody doesn't believe that I can do it, I actually get more fired up and excited about doing it. And that's what I mean about setting really, really high expectations for myself, being that quite competitive nature. And that's um, helped us achieve heaps, heaps and heaps as a couple. And so I don't want to change that about myself. I want to accept that about myself and I want to use it. And so the picture that I'll say to Kent straight away is which means to us I am the golden retriever and he's the master throwing the stick. And as soon as he goes throws that stick, off I go and I start to run towards the stick. And what do I actually want? Why am I doing it? It can be a really silly reason. What's the benefit of it? Of getting the pat on the head at the end. Okay, it's an adventure, life's an adventure to me. So let's stretch, let's run for something. Now, there's a real threat if you have a dog chasing a fire truck and it catches that fire truck because it goes around, it gets excited, it barks, it barks, it goes around, it goes around, it pees on a wheel, it sniffs and it sniffs and then eventually what happens? It gets really, really bored. So you wanna make sure that if you're that type of person, you never ever catch that fire truck. And so for me, it's always been about putting myself in the next best environment that I can rise to the top 10%. Now, some environments have taken me five or six years to get into the top 10%, and they're the ones that I'd say have bought me the most amount of significance because I am patient and I'm competitive, but I also stick it out, where lots of people will drop out. And so you need to find for yourself what works for you, and then find the environment that you're able to support each other and be supported for who you are. And that's really, really, really very important. What's another great question that you can ask? When is the last possible date that this can be done? And when is the first possible date that this can be done? So get clear on the timings. Another great question is um, who would be somebody um, that could help you to achieve this goal? And then other questions are how are we going to work this out? Um, Are we going to do this together? Do you um, commit to this goal 100%? Okay, so when you're actually asking the questions, you're just probing a little bit deeper into that goal to scratch under the surface to see whether it's a, it's a real desire to achieve that. And um, for me, there's always been a couple of goals that, um, you know, as the 90 days has come to the end and I've realized I've let them go. And it's felt a great relief to me. I've maybe set a goal for the wrong reason, a competitive reason or comparison-based reason, um, um, or just simply something that just didn't seem to be working out very well. And the best decision I could do was say, look, you know what, my timing might be out. I'm going to put that on the back burner of that project. I've done a majority of work on it. It's going to sit there until I feel like the timing's right again. And I've found that I've had a lot more success in um, just accepting that that sometimes that's the way that you know business rolls, and uh, and not beating myself up too much about that. Certainly for um, for helping support um, Kent to make goals, it's very much a process of um, you know sitting down and, and working out the clarity behind what's important and then if the pressure builds up too much making sure that that support structures there straight away to be able to fall back on and so if you've got a partner that doesn't necessarily like confrontation doesn't like pressure doesn't like you know a whole bunch of um, of what we'd call perturbation, you know, that action of being perturbed, whatever happens, you might get angry, might get sad, might get tears, might get frustration, whatever it is, then know how to best support that person through that. And, uh, you know, as a travel agent, I remember... having a team member that was going for a huge goal and um, let's say $10,000 in in commissions for the month which you get a percentage of and um, so it was a huge goal and then on the day the last day of the month one of the customers that was going to represent $3,500 of that goal um, had to have emergency dental work done and wasn't going to be able to finalise the trip would just come in next week and do it, which meant that that had wiped out the goal. So when that consultant turned around to the team to share that news, um, well, a girl in the team said, oh, that's okay, we never believed you'd do it anyway. Now that is, a, you know, like a, a red flag to a bull sometimes. It just depends on what the personality of that person is as to how the reaction will be. Um, certainly, um, you know, being a part of that whole process, was a real learning experience for everybody within that team because what would that what would happen if that was you what if somebody said oh that's okay we never believed that you were going to do it anyway can you even conjure up the emotion that would crop up for you and it's easy for me to do that because it was me (laughs) i was the person who turned around said oh not going to do it and when she said to me oh that's okay we never thought you'd do it There was something that triggered in me that day that um, has stayed with me for life actually because I really acknowledged it later on um, that I just turned around very, very quietly and my mind went straight to the solution which was how am I going to still achieve my goal and of course it got done. Of course it got done, how did it get done? Very, very creatively. Certainly um, the energy behind it was um, much more aggressive than I'd ever dealt with before with myself. And so there was like an inner rage there um, against that person to, uh, in a competitive nature. Now when I achieved the goal and it was finished, of course she was the first one to say, ah, I so knew if I said that you'd do it. It was a game. She was there as a teacher for me. She was an absolute angel for me in business. When I look back and I understand the lessons that I achieved from that one person alone that was very, very competitive, that um, had some very strange habits and did lots of things to push my buttons, um, she was an absolute blessing for me, and a great teacher um, to understand my emotions and, and create emotional intelligence. And I wish those people on you. I absolutely wish a spouse that is going to challenge you and to lift you to the next level, um, but it's really important that you connect as you're doing that straight after. And it was fantastic that night when when she said, you know, that that's the only thing that ever works for you. You've got to take it away from you in order for you to get it done. Had I had sympathy, I absolutely know I would have just burst into tears, given up. She didn't give me sympathy, she gave me what I needed, not what I wanted. And so I'd say as a spouse, you know, sometimes you're going to have to give your spouse what they need and not necessarily what they want, because otherwise you can go down a path of never ever achieving what it is that you want to achieve. And so I know that um, you know, we had set a goal for that first 100 weeks to success that um, I'd be achieving $10,000 profit in two days a week. That was the goal. And it was very, very clear in my mind. I, I could see it happening. I understood the structure. I had the default diaries. I had the plan. I knew what was going to happen. And I think that um, we were in about um, week three or four weeks to go. And uh, this was not looking like it was going to come off at all, (laughs) okay? uh, My business was consuming more time than ever. Um, I really didn't have any sort of support structures around me to allow me to step out of the business. And um, the reward for Kent was going to be a Ducati super Super Sport in yellow. Um, and so for all those guys out there, they can picture straight away what that was. We had that picture on our fridge. We'd been, we'd sat on the motorbike. We absolutely knew which one that he was going to be getting. And his only role in that hundred weeks was to support me. So when I fell down, didn't believe that I could do it, his role was literally to scrape me up off the floor, get me, you know, band-aided enough back together and push me out the door so that I could go out and achieve my goal. That was the role. Now, the reward for that was very large, okay? Um, Because we needed to learn to work as a team. And so in about week three, um, Kent went out and got himself a Honda magazine, and he started looking at Hondas and saying, you know, they were great bikes too, and you know, if he couldn't get the Ducati that he would absolutely settle for, you know, one of these bikes that was a lot cheaper. (laughs) And um, just by leaving that brochure in my living room, Um, for about 20 minutes was the same energy as when i turned around and that consultant had said it's okay i didn't think you could do it anyway it was the same rage it was the same clicked in feeling it was the same stick it to you energy it created my brain to flick into um, how how am i going to do this and i can tell you within that next 20 days so much stuff manifested out of absolutely nowhere Um, Money was coming from investors that we had not ever conceived of using other people's money to achieve the next level in business. Um, Recruitment of of different people within our business to take our team to the next level, to produce an office, to have an office manager, to have a marketing manager, um, and a salary package that would um, exactly match what it was that was my goal. It was unbelievable how quickly it came but it came from something that had to happen inside which was setting a realistic goal with a time frame. So 100 weeks is realistic and it is time framed and you're going to need to change but you're also going to need support to achieve that and I can tell you that was an incredible day when we went down there with cash um, to put that deposit on and pick up that bike that never even been ridden never been out, out of the showroom um and owned that motorbike and you know that brought up a whole bunch of other stuff you know in our relationship from a support point of view because you know kent really didn't feel worthy of that he didn't feel he deserved it and um it was incredible that it actually ended up being more for me than it was for him i'm like you're having the bike because i had visualized it so much I had believed that, um, that as a family it was the um, defining moment that we knew that we would be successful. And so I share that story with you to really understand that, you know, you can do this. Whatever it is that you're setting out to achieve, you can do it, you absolutely can do it, but you need to understand what it's going to take and you can't give in you can't give in and when that person's feeling pressure and doubt and fear then the support person needs to understand how the mechanics of that person works now is that fluke is that you you know was that just an absolute fluke of how that happened i'm sure it was and yet when i look back i question that i think no i think that he might have had a bit more wisdom uh, than he realized of how to play that game because each of us react and respond very differently under pressure and so certainly you want to work that winning combination okay find out what is that winning combination and then use that i would never ever use that tactic back the in reverse okay what works for me doesn't work for many people You've got to realise and educate the team around you how you operate. What are your hot buttons? What are your fear buttons? What are the things that will stop you? What are the things that will fire you up to get you moving again? And then listen, write those things down, remind yourself. If you're going to support that person, then make sure you create an environment that's conducive to change and that is supportive of that person. Okay, so I want you to set some goals for two years. Break them back into, you know, eight quarters. So where do you need to be at the end of the fourth quarter? So 12 months from now. What will that need to look like six months from now and break that in half to get the next 90 day plan? What are you going to need to achieve as a team and how are you going to reward each other for supporting each other through this goal? You absolutely can do it. I know it because I've done it myself. And uh, when you're working to a goal as a couple, things just synergize and magic can happen and you don't know where it's going to come from but i tell you what it's one roller coaster that's worthwhile riding and uh, i would encourage you to ride that every single quarter until you achieve whatever it is that is your dream life and uh, and then really feel deserved of what you're achieving as a couple so Um, I hope that's been of service to you and that has helped you and uh, remain abundant with each other as opposed to scarcity. and, uh, And if you catch yourself with any of that negative energy, then just work on yourself. That's the most important thing. Have a wonderful week and we'll catch up again next week.